I don't know why they call them chasers. It's not like cubs can run real fast. Double vodka with hot brownie chasers. He just wanted to watch me eat it. Make it. I can't say that. That's dirty. Chasers will do anything to get into your pants. I love them. Well, hello, Tommy. Well, hello, Tommy. It's nice to have you back on Chubbs Gone Wild. 526. Recorded on January 8th, 2024, where it is 532 degrees and mostly cloudy. Actually, I think that's supposed to be 53. Uh, and it is 37 days till Valentine's Day, 297 until Halloween, and 352 until Christmas. And guess what? I've already got my Christmas cards written out for next year. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So, anyway. Maybe. All right. Oh, by the way, Jerry Herman called from the grave, and he's going to sue you for using his music and slap <laughs> your face for that performance. Well, hello. Anyway. All right. Uh, I tried. Anyway, <laughs> Patreon offers folks a way to support creators and receive rewards not open to the general public, like my Life in Fragments podcasts, books, videos, and more. And we want to thank our current patrons. Clint, Nephi, Nick, DJ Starsage from the Universe, Eric, Sean, Phoenix Dave, Brother Sinatus, Kingsley, and Moose P. And now, Kathy Bacon. Yay! Wow. Yes. Baconator. <laughs> Please visit patreon.com slash mattburlingame and find out how you can support our work or as little as a dollar a month. Yay. By the way, have you tried the Baconator? Uh, when it first came out years ago, and I loved it, but it's, I haven't tried it lately. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it, it's it's amazing how I've always liked um I've always liked the uh um the burgers there. Mm -hmm. But when the Baconator came in, it was like, okay, this has changed Change this yeah. thing. Yeah, I remember really liking it. But so okay, well, you know what? I think when Heather and I get together this uh this Thursday, if the um if the restaurant's still open by the time she gets here, I will uh, see if we can get a baconator. That's awesome. Okay. Uh let's see. Well, uh we have a little bit of history going on here. Oh wait, no, 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 no. Before we do that, we have to Take a deep breath and center ourselves. Today's affirmation. I get along with everyone in my place of work. Together, we create an atmosphere of mutual respect. Well, yeah. Yeah, you, you, you work alone in your bedroom. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I respect think... myself. Yeah. 
and and the the well the animals tend to uh, bark too much when you're recording, but otherwise, yeah, um, they don't respect anything. They, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, they they but they 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 love you. They might not respect you. That's true. Yeah, they try. <sighs> hey, did you see that meme with uh, the 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 video with the guy pulling a tapeworm out the horse's nose? Tapeworm. Or some kind of worm out of the uh, nose of a no. horse. It was disturbing, very disturbing. I would think so, poor horse. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Uh, All right. Yeah. Today in history, Harvey Milk, <laughs> the first gay elected official in the history of California, takes his place on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors on January 8th, 1978. The first and, for years, most visible, only openly gay politician in America, Milk was a longtime activist and pioneering leader of San Francisco's LGBT community. That was before we added the Q. Uh, after serving in the Navy during the Korean War, Milk held several white-collar jobs in New York City, initially conservative and reluctant to advocate for gay rights. Milk's views changed around the time he and his then-partner opened a camera shop on Castro Street, the heart of of San Francisco's LGBT community in 1973. That was a big, big day for us. Oh, and also as a subnote, 1992, President George H.W. Bush vomits on the Prime Minister of Japan. Again, another wonderful event for the gay community. <laughs> All righty, Roo. Let's see if we celebrated any holidays today. Wow, there's a co- there's a number of them, starting with Argyle Day. Are you wearing Argyle? No. Damn, me neither. Bubble bath day. Did you have a bubble bath? I don't have a bath. Yeah, I know. But, you know, we keep open. Uh, Actually, your shower's gorgeous. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up. Uh, oh, and I have a seat for it. One of those uh, seats. If you need to sit down in your shower, I have one of those for you. Uh, let's see. Then we have Earth's Rotation Day. We're very happy about that. We have celebrated um national career coach day i i coach you to take retirement okay so i've done that um clean off your desk i was going to be cute and and knock stuff off my desk but that really irritates me so i'm not going to uh let's see uh english toffee day no but i could because mother is obsessed with the the uh, little crumbles from the inside of Heath bars. She puts it on her ice cream all the time. Yeah, Sean made up uh, some candy ginger. Oh, and uh, yeah, I mean it's okay, but I, I think I'd like it better as a topping. Uh huh. Or you know, put it in a food processor and just pulverize it into like a, a sugar. Mm hmm. And you, know, you could use it for like warm drinks or mm. ice cream or you know that kind of stuff but yeah it just it's it's a little too um spicy yeah ginger especially raw ginger 
or, or things that come from raw ginger. It has a real bite to it. I learned that when I was trying to do the green juicing thing and I'm like, oh, ginger, I'll put a big piece of ginger in. Oh. It was it was not as pleasant as I thought it was going to be. There was no bread. All right, moving on. Uh, National Gluten-Free Day. Yeah, I kind of fucked that up already. All right. Uh, also, let's see. Joy Germ, National Joy Germ Day. Did what does you, that mean? I have no idea. You know what? There's this little tool that I learned about called Google. Oh, I thought it was Wiener. What is, well, you think everything's Wiener, right? What is Joy Germ, which is one word, by the way. All right. National 8th Joy Germ Day reminds people across the country that by being positive and treating people with kindness, they can influence those around them and pass that positive attitude on to others. Boo. I mean, yes, it's, 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 it, it works, but that they've come up with something ridiculous like joy germ is gross. Well, let's try it. <clears throat> I really like you. <laughs> I thought that trolling was one of the best plays I had ever seen. Well, it is. And I thought it had absolutely one of the best sets ever built. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. See, look at your smile. <laughs> oh, never mind. I guess it's just, you know, you're immune. All right. It's also National Man Watchers Day. Did that today with my daughter. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Uh, National Winter Skin Relief Day. Okay. Uh, show and tell day at work. Well, watch the video. That's what we're doing. Uh, also, it's a war on poverty day. Uh, we need that, actually. Um, and also world typing day. Done. What, typing? Yeah. Okay. World typing day. Mm -hmm. It's not even called typing anymore. How can you have that? I don't know. Okay. Some of these things are just a little bizarre, but we love them anyway. All right. Well, now we have some birthdays. When your friends have birthdays, they will appear here. Okay. So apparently, uh, uh oh, well, no wonder. I was on the Chubbs Gone Wild page. <laughs> it was a little different. Here we go. Today's birthdays. Happy birthday to you, Carlos, Angelique, Mike, and Byron. And upcoming birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Yeah, I kind of wish them ones, but we're just going to do this again because we're so nice. <coughs> Joanna Cassis, former BGT host. Also, Larry Vader from the Little Fetty cast. And hey, is, uh, wasn't Joanna's birthday last week? No, actually, because we recorded on Thursday and yeah. did a full week, it, 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 there's a few uh, birthdays. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. got it. Uh, but also uh, Larry Vader, Little Fatty Cast, and I believe uh, one of Kathy Bacon's um, crushes. Anyway, just saying. Uh, let's see. Then we have Rob. Happy birthday, Rob. Uh, Lee. Blind Guy Jay, although he doesn't really go by that anymore, I guess. But anyway, happy birthday, Jay. He is a local Sacramento boy. 
and uh, him and his husband, or he and his husband, his husband and he, never mind. Moving on. Also, uh, James Oz, Oz, James Oz, who is uh, one of our local town friars. Um, yeah, he was. Yes, yes, he, he was. And Although then, he still sends me events here and there. So. Yeah, but, you know, it was great when he was doing it because um, that kept uh, the land players in everybody's mind. That's true. He was instrumental in that. That was great. And then he stopped, and we felt it. Yeah. Also, uh, actor Johnny, uh, and then also local personality, also named Johnny, but a different spelling. How weird. How weird is that? On the same day, even. I know two Johns on the same day. Hmm. Is that Terry? Uh, one of them, yes. Okay. And then we have uh, Robin. Billy Starsage, husband to what's his name? No, <laughs> I'm kidding. One of our patrons, DJ Starsage from the Universe. Um, and then we have Cindy Scott, Scott, two Scots, although one of them is uh Scott Satersphere. We also have Paul mm. Shane. Don't yawn at birthdays. Don't yawn at birthday. No, I was yawning at Sean, a uh, Scott. Oh, Scott. He's going to come for you. You're going to come for Oh, me. she doesn't listen to this show anymore. Oh, I don't know. Every once in a while, I mean, he may catch at least the first like 30, 45 minutes. So. I mean, I'm going to Vegas uh, this week, and uh, Vegas used to always scare me because I always, you know, thought of him at Vegas because he's so intimidating. He is. Yeah. So. But now, now uh, you know, I, I can go there and, and feel, I uh, know I'm terrified. Terrified he's going to show up. <laughs> he might. You never know with him. All right. Also, uh, Dory, uh, uh, our friend Doug, my former neighbor, Doug. Yes. Hello, Doug. It's his birthday coming up. And Marina, formerly of the I Love Lard podcast. But uh, she has lots of other writing projects and stuff going on. She is pretty freaking awesome. And then, of course, we uh, in memorandum, my Uncle Jim, who passed away years ago from cancer. All right. What are we doing next? Well, let's just go over here to the Trello and find out, right? Oh, it's something's in our feedback. It's from Mr. Moose. And he says... The cookies with the red and green specks oh, yeah, yeah. had candied fruit chopped up into them. It was candied pineapple and cranberry for sure. Don't know what else. I ate one cookie, and that was enough for me. The rest of the cookies were great, but those with the fruit tasted too much like fruit cake. Yuck. Oh, I love fruit cake. Uh, anyway, he says, don't tell my neighbor... Hope she doesn't listen. All right. Uh, thank you for letting us know, Mr. Moose. We appreciate that. And I like fruitcake. Although I got a really nice one from Mr. Ouija this year, and I wasn't able to finish it. But that was for other reasons. Well, well why not? We had, after Christmas, we had so much candy and cakes and 
stuff that was given to us, which was wonderfully and wonderfully appreciated that I could have gone into a sugar coma <laughs> for days. Um, but it, it just, we opened it. I had about, uh, we had several slices of it and just weren't able to finish it in time. And it got kind of stale, but oh, it uh, tasted wonderful. Next time, next time, wrap it up in cellophane, you know, some sort of wrap oh, yeah, yeah. and freeze it. Yeah. I was surprised because I mean, we closed it well, but it just, I don't know. I guess it wasn't well enough because, but I should have just dunked it in some moist something or other. But, oh, and you know, one thing that I'm now. A spice brown over the top of it. uh, One thing I'm kind of off of now is eggnog. I used to love to have just like a, a, get a quart of eggnog one time each year around the holidays and just sip it over a few days. And now, I just don't want it. Yeah, what if you know a good alternative to that is just have some hot soup and let your nose drain into it, and then eat eat the snot because that's what eggnog is. It's a big carton of snot. It's mm. disgusting. Wait, yum. do you put bourbon in there? Yummy, yummy sugary snot. I mean, do you put any? Any bourbon into the oh, no, you know I barely drink at all. No, well, I know, but I can't think of any more reason to, to have eggnog if you're not even getting alcohol. Because I love just the the silly, you know, the 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 cheapy little eggnog shit that you just buy in the store. But I would have like two cups of it a year and then be like, okay, that's enough. Now I just I don't like it at all for some reason. And this year we made hot hot apple cider with uh spice brandy and uh hot chocolate with amaretto that sounds absolutely disgusting and only because i just i i don't i don't do the alcohol it, it just doesn't taste good to me or she give me a fruity drink and i have to watch myself because i'll drink that shit down <laughs> anyway uh moving on it is time for Chub Hugs. Do you have any Chub Hugs that you want to send out? Um, well, just uh, to uh, – well, first of all, I did want to say that I was correct. We had a bunch of deaths over the last, you know, few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, just And it's this cold. I, I really think the cold just comes in and it snatches people. Mm-hmm. So um, especially people who are already sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, but – and also, what is this? Why is there's so much war going on right now? Oh, I know. It's fucking it's, insane. It just needs to stop. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. I, I totally agree. And those all deserve chub hugs. All right. So my chub hugs are, are a little, may seem a little odd, but they're actually going out to Mehdi Hassan or Hussein, depending on how you want to say it. Uh, he is, was, uh, he had his own show on, uh, MSNBC and, uh, he has announced, uh, in the day that he was leaving, they canceled his show. And so he said, not only is this my last, uh, show, but I am also, this is my last day at NB- MSNBC and he left. And you know what? I hope he goes on to have an amazing career doing other stuff. And he is one of the best interview journalists I think I've ever seen. 
I, I mean, mean he, he hardballs and he doesn't hardball to be an asshole and to get ratings and stir shit up. He does it because he's he's going for the facts and he's calling them on their shit. And I think NBC didn't like that. Oh, no, they like that. No, uh, there's got to be another reason why they, they his. I don't know. Now he wasn't getting in the ratings. Uh, his ratings are, were actually really good. Do you know that for sure? Yes. Okay. I, I watched a, a big thing on it today and they said his ratings were just fine. Okay. But so, they didn't say why they let him go. Okay. Anyway, but I hope he, he goes on to, to do some other really great stuff. I mean, he is he's a good journalist. So, all right, <clears throat> moving on from there, we do have some celebrity deaths to report this year uh, so far, starting with uh, Christian Oliver, known uh, for roles in the 2008 film Speed Racer and also Saved by the Bell, The New Class. Uh, he actually was killed January 4th in a plane crash in the Eastern Caribbean with his two young daughters. Very sad. Very, very sad. Uh, and he was 51, very young too. David Soule, who hit fame as the blonde half of the crime-fighting duo Starsky and Hutch, in the popular 1970s TV series, died at 80 years old on January 4th. Uh, Glennis Johns, a Tony Award-winning stage and screen star who played Mrs. Banks in the movie uh, Mary Poppins, Died on January 4th. She was 100. Cindy Morgan, best known for her roles in the 1980s films Caddyshack and Tron, died of natural causes at the age of 69. Franz, natural causes at 69? That seems odd, but okay. Huh? Um, but, and and if you think about it now, you know, a lot of people aren't going to remember her name because she right. wasn't. You know, that's the thing. That's, uh, there's very few actresses that survive mm-hmm. movies, you know, the, and, and she had, t- she, she starred in two movies, Tron and Caddyshack, two of the big, you know, popular mm-hmm. movies from the eighties. The um, and so, you know, I was kind of feeling bad, but then, you know, she did have a really good career. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I'm not remembered for, uh, uh, for legal eagles, right? Know? And when I die, it's not going to say Tom Swanner, who best remembered in legal eagles. They're not going to do that. But she's got two things that everybody in our circle, our age group, mm-hmm. is going to know: either Caddyshack or Tron, if not both of them. So right. good for her. Yeah. However, so, now I'm making a note to myself: Tom's obituary, right? Legal eagles. When do you think we're going to need to print that? Okay, moving on. Um, Franz Beckenbauer. That works, Beckenbauer. uh, Who won the World Cup both as player and coach and became one of Germany's most beloved personalities with his easygoing charm, died, uh, and he was 78. So, So... There's that. All right. So I thought for uh, Celebrity News, what we would do is we would go ahead and open up the page of the complete list of Golden Globes 2024 nominees and winners. And we just go over some of them, not all of them, of course. 
So I'm going to read uh, what the um, the nominees were, and uh, then we'll talk about the winner, and we'll see what if we agree or like it or whatever. Okay, best mission pic motion picture. Nominees were Anatomy of the Fall, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, and A Zone of Interest. And you know what? I don't remember any of those except for Maestro, which I still haven't seen, and Oppenheimer, which I haven't seen. But Oppenheimer yeah. won. Yeah, most of those shows are foreign films. Yeah, that's probably why I don't recognize yeah, I mean we we don't see those things here they don't you know occasionally the 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 tower will play them mm. but until they come on to streaming we don't have much of an opportunity to see any of these movies so right or even yeah. hear about them anymore yeah i i haven't heard of several of them so do you well you probably haven't seen many of them either but do you think oppenheimer was deserving um i don't know i haven't seen any i haven't seen any of them Oh, you haven't seen Oppenheimer? I thought you had. No, no, I didn't get to see I, I figured Universal was going to throw that uh, yeah, onto Peacock, so I waited. Mm. Still haven't. Yeah, no, it it just... I don't want to see movies like that, frankly. All right, moving on. Best motion picture, musical, or a comedy? Air, American Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, May, December, and Poor Things. And Poor Things won. Did you see it? Nope. No, uh, at least I've seen some of them in the category. Yeah, I, I know you've seen Barbie. What else? May December. No. Okay. What are the other ones? Air, American. I saw that Fiction. one. Okay, American yeah. Fiction, Barbie, The Holdovers, May December, Four Things. Yeah, just the Air and Barbie. I'm okay. going to see The Holdovers. That's over on Peacock hmm. uh, for free. And, uh, but the rest of them, like, Poor Things is at theaters right now. Mm, okay. And, uh, and yeah, so. Okay. Best motion picture animated. Who cares? Moving on. Uh, although The Boy and the Heron won. So, let's see. Best motion picture non-English? Nah. Cinematic box office achievement. Okay. So, the awards, the nominees were Barbie, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. John Wick Chapter 4, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning Part 1, Oppenheimer, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the Super Mario Brothers movie, and Taylor Swift The Eras Tour. And Barbie won. Yeah. I watched the show. Yeah, that's nice. Anyway, so what do you think? Did Barbie deserve to win that category? Barbie was a phenomenon that happened this year. Of course, she deserved it. Okay. I mean, think about it. What other? What other? I mean, you can say, well, you know, uh, Taylor Swift's tour, not the movie, the tour was mm -hmm. impressive, and uh, you know, and 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 you know, she's a, she's a phenomenon. But movie wise, um, the biggest movie of the year was Barbie, and how it ended up being the movie of the year i don't know because we both saw it and think it's kind of blah so mm -hmm. um you know but but it changed a lot of things that you know i mean a lot of people i mean people were going you know dressing in pink mm -hmm. just to say that they were part of the barbie movie those little barbie boxes that people would get their photos in were oh, yeah. all over the place right so so uh yeah i mean 
Oppenheimer and and um, and some of the others were, you know, Super Mario Brothers made almost as much money as Barbie. Yeah. But you know what? I didn't see people dressing like uh, Mario and Luigi. Mm, that's true. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. I was kind of surprised that was in there, but I do like it. I think it, I thought it was a great movie. Okay, moving on. Uh, let's see if there's any. Uh... Okay. We didn't watch most of those. So who knows? Oh, uh, best performance by an actor in a motion picture. Um, Bradley Cooper, Maestro. Leonard DiCaprio, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, other Leonardo. people. What? No. Andrew you Scott. Leonard, you said Leonard DiCaprio. Oh, Leonardo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Okay. Um, and then we have... Uh, Oh, anyway, Oppenheimer, Cillian Murphy right. won, but they also nominated uh, Barry Cogan for Saltburn. Well, mm. they nominated his wiener for Saltburn. I wouldn't mind. I mean, he's an odd duck, but I thought he did a great job. Uh. Uh, anyway, Emma Stone, Four Things, won for Best Actress. Uh, best, And then... Best performance by an actor was Paul Giamatti, Giamatti from the Holdovers. Matt Damon was nominated. He lost. Yeah, Lily, uh, um, oh. Lily Gladstone was the uh, woman, the actress from uh, uh, Killer Moon. She won Best Actress in a Drama. Okay, Gladstone. I think it was Gladstone. Yeah. Op yeah. Uh, and then uh, Robert Downey Jr. won Best Supporting for Oppenheimer. Right. That's great. And then uh, Christopher Nolan won for Best Director for Oppenheimer. And don't forget the actress for Supporting Actress from The Holdovers. Um, mm. She had some big boobs. <laughs> what was it? There was something I was watching the other day that, I, I don't know, it was some show or something like that. And all the whole time, all I'm thinking is, God, that woman has huge tits, and and I meant that in the most loving, supportive, and I, I get it. I judgmental get it. way. It was just like you know how like you're just watching this person, this actor, and then you're just thinking, my goodness, that's all I can see is her boobs. Okay, where are the boobs? Uh okay, they're big enough that I'm actually talking about it here okay like okay. a week later i mean it was it was just weird it was like that's all i could see and you know that's not what i'm looking at well but, yeah no men uh gay men do like big or well they they get focused on uh, pretty big boobs you know that's just kind of goes yes but it was just like i well, wow. well, the woman from the holdovers she had, upstaging <laughs> yeah this woman from the holdovers she had a um strapless dress with you know how they you, you get the um oh i can't think of what it's called but you they basically put in a like a fake front that holds the boobs up oh yeah um, and but you can see the 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 cleavage and you know the mm. heaviness of the and uh and she had on that kind of dress and she's kind of a big girl too well mm. she is a big girl and so it was like well that's a lot of boobs for a lot of dress <laughs> uh, yeah but you know what it, uh 
women want to be pretty when they go out, even if they're character actresses. So good for her. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like, it was nothing as her. It was obviously the costumer and the director that was so okay. But it was just like, you know, that's like upstaging. It's like really kind of distracting. And if I'm noticing it, any straight guy is probably not going to be watching the show. They're going to be watching that. Right. It's like when John Hamm walks down the street. It's distracting. In those gray sweatpants, it's like you're not looking at anything but swing, swing, swing. Yeah. I mean, that's the only reason I watched the uh, the track and field during the Olympics. <laughs> oh, track and field. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, that's 1984, Greg Luganis. I was glued to the, the screen. <sighs> anyway. All right, uh, enough about all that and enough about the awards. Um, yeah, some of these shows I just don't know. Anyway, but hey, Tom wants to talk to you about. Well, not much. It was, uh, it was a tough week for yeah. TV. It really was. I mean, most of my shows have hit their finale and they're gone now. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see, starting off with... Uh, we're just finishing up the challenge over on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got one episode left. It's the finals, the very final finals. So uh, we'll probably watch that tonight or tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Um, I finally realized that It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia is a poor man's version of Seinfeld. Because these guys really don't do anything all day. But mm-hmm. they come up with a topic and they run the topic for the the twenty minutes, twenty one minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Seinfeld, they're very um, selfish. Very, uh, you know, if it if if I don't if it doesn't help my day, then I don't care. Kind of people, and they're the same. But this is just like a, a this is more of a uh, I want to say a uh, what, what do you call um, it's a working man's Seinfeld. Okay. That's and I'm not sure that's a good, I'm not sure that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. So um let's see. Uh the real O'Neills. Um uh, you know, I first of all, I was shocked to find out there was only 26 episodes. Because I knew it ran two years, but yeah, I guess yeah. Spirit ran 10 episodes and then 16. The the yeah. it was it was a uh, short one. Yeah. Um let's see, I also saw the uh uh a show called Jewels. On Paramount Plus, it is Ben Kingsley. He plays a an elderly man who lives by himself. His wife is dead. His daughter lives in town, but she mostly complains that he's, you know, going senile and or Alzheimer-y and, and she's worried about him and wants to put him in a home. Uh his son is somewhere in California, never talks to him. Uh so every every week he goes to the city council meeting and complains that um the motto of the town is a place you can call home, but is that the right thing to say? It almost sounds like you're calling home, like you're calling, uh, not I'm calling this my home. It's more like I'm calling home and that's not here. And it's, and, and, and they're like, okay, we're not changing the name. And then the next person comes up and it's this, uh, it's this one woman who goes, uh, uh, and you, you, I, I can't think of her name, but you know her, she's been in everything. She's okay. like, She's like an American version of uh, uh, a little older American version of Olivia um, Coleman. Oh, okay. 
So really, and she's a wonderful actress. Mm. She uh, her thing is she wants to start an older, younger group in uh, in the town because she thinks that you know younger people she could teach them so much about life. Um, and of course, it sounds more like a sex group, younger, older, type that, right? Yeah, so right. That's what's running through your head. And then yeah. Jane Clayton is the third character in the show. And she uh, she's trying to get a pickleball uh, tournament in, in the town because it's really good for seniors knees. So um, so this is and they, they every week they do the same shit. And at the council meeting, well, uh, Ben Kingsley goes home and he's asleep and all of a sudden he wakes up, he hears a noise, he goes outside and there is a, a spaceship that's land uh, that's crashed in his backyard in his azaleas and it's broken his fountain. So he tries to call 911 and they hang up on him. So then he goes to the council meeting the next week and goes, uh, he gives his regular pitch and then he goes, Oh, and by the way, a spaceship crashed into my azaleas in my backyard and broke my fountain. What are we going to do about it? And they're like, Thank you, sir. And he's like, Ah. So all of a sudden, the, the two women figure out that he's serious and so they go to his house and they find out there's um oh, oh actually first uh he's he's just kind of lets the the ship sit there and then does nothing and then the th- second or third day all of a sudden there's an alien on my goddamn backyard now <laughs> not only have they broken my uh, azaleas and they ruined my bird bath but now there's an alien on my in my yard what am i going to do about this so then he he goes and he covers him up and gives him a glass of water. And then then all of a sudden he comes the next day and, oh, he's like walking around. Oh, okay. So then they become kind of friends, even though they're not friends. And then the women show up and they go, oh, my God, there's an alien in your room. And he's like, yeah, yeah. He likes apples. You know, it's really a cute show. It's a really cute show. What is the name of it again? Jules, J-U-L-E-S. Okay, I re- now now I remember seeing a preview for that. Okay, I want to watch that. Yeah, really cute, and it's got a really good ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Let's see. Then I saw um, uh, the Dave Chappelle special. Oh yeah, and uh, and it's probably one of the best stand-ups I've seen in years. Wow. Well, no, I think it is the best stand-up I've seen in years. He was just fantastic. Uh, very funny uh, and you know he, and he's a comic so he insults everybody but he he's pretty well you know he kind of passes around he immediately starts off with and if you're here because you think i'm gonna make fun of uh certain people that were angry at me the last time well i'm not going to be making fun of those people at all so don't well at least not until later in the show uh but i'm not <laughs> making fun of any of those people this year i'm going after the handicapped <laughs> you know oh, <laughs> So, and it was really, it was just really funny. And at one point, my favorite part was he's like talking about people who, you know, have, a, you know, they got a lot to work up against, you know, they got a lot against them as they're in their life. And, 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 you know, and, and so those the people that had that kind of stuff, they, they get a, you know, they kind of had a, a anger that builds on that. Well, well, that's why gay people are so mean. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> that up there. I was howling. Brian okay. hated it. I thought it was terrific. Okay. Uh, uh, Brian hated it because he felt he was too apologetic and didn't. He wasn't funny enough. And it's like, 
Well, the apologies led into an insult. So it, I don't know where you get and, and why he thought it wasn't funny. I think probably because um, Dave Chappelle is just he's a real master at his art and he knows how to dance around without being the like the last time uh, the last one where uh, the transgender community was mad at him they had not seen the show and his story was about hmm. a friend of his that was transgender oh okay it wasn't insulting transgenders at all it was trying to prop up and promote them but if anybody had seen the show they would have known that they didn't see it so they complained about it anyway moving on hmm. um so uh, saturday i was up uh at Sean's stepfather's 80th birthday. And uh, so it was his family, uh, uh, the the uh, the stepfather's family, his other children were there. And then uh, Sean's mom and her children and spouses and grandchildren. Uh, of course, we didn't have the grandchildren, but you know what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. So, um, every, you know, everything, it was kind of fine. Every, you know, it's it was a lot of people and, now, I mean, yeah, it was three three of his children and their families, which included children and some grandchildren. Uh, so great-grandchildren were there as well. And then uh, on the other side, it was Sean's sister and her husband and two kids and Sean and I. So, you know, we were, you know, getting along. We were talking, yak, yak, yak. Well, the, after we were, when people started leaving, this one, one of the grandchildren was like, okay. And she, and she goes, oh, did you meet Tom? And and he goes, uh, I think, did we? And I go, well, I'm Tom. And he goes, oh, I'm this. And she goes, yeah, he's my stepson. I mean, my uh, son-in-law. Uh -huh. son and I'm like, yeah, yes. And and, <laughs> and it was because, like, you know, I've always felt like the roommate, you know. Uh, yeah. The, the, yeah. Guy that, the guy that he lives with. Because uh, yeah. there's, there's no pictures of us at the house. Mm -hmm. Up on any wall, anywhere, anything. Pictures of, of his sister and her family, but not us, not us. So, um, uh, so just getting the acknowledgement of of uh, son-in-law was was like a big deal. So, yeah, no, that's great. Uh, that was uh, that was the most memorable part of that whole thing. Except, oh my God, it was it was weird. Uh, right through go, heading to their place up five, there is a bird sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And but the birds were flying everywhere. It was like a scene out of the birds, out of you know Alfred Hitchcock, the birds, the birds just everywhere. And I thought, well, maybe they're they're like there's going to be an earthquake or something because you know sometimes when birds just fly, they don't want to land because they don't they don't trust what's happening on the ground. Mm -hmm. Check out all the uh, the Godzilla movies. The birds are always flying before Godzilla comes out. So, um, and so I was just like, this is weird. Uh, and then finding out that it was just a, it's a very large sanctuary. And so if one group of birds starts flying, that makes the other ones start flying. And then, but the way it looked in the sky, it was just ominous. Um, uh, that was really creepy. And then it, we had, you know, the storm that you had on Saturday, mm -hmm. we kind of drove past it. I mean, it was like at our tail and then it never hit their area. So when we came back, there was like ground fog that I hadn't seen in a long time. It was really scary. We, it, when we were driving down five, we completely missed uh, woodland because it was covered in fog. You know, it was just weird. Huh. It was very weird. And then came back and it's like, I think it rained a lot more here than we think. Uh -huh. uh, 
and because everything was just saturated uh, in the in in place. So oh, and I did put up the TV, um, the eighty five inch TV. I, I sent you the pictures. Yeah, it is so big, and uh, and usually I'm not really surprised when I see so big, but this is so big. Um, it's actually. I would say that if you're considering getting an 85 inch TV, reconsider getting an 85 inch TV. It's unless you got a huge room. Mm. I just know that if I'm standing two feet in front of the, like if I'm at the front of the TV to pick up something or, you know, do something, I actually get dizzy if I look at the TV. It's just too big. So, just yeah, it, it was pretty, it, it is pretty pretty big but uh you know and i I, I don't want one but i just yeah i understand after seeing those pictures that well i mean it like you you have your bedroom you have what a a 55 yeah 52 i think okay yeah just imagine adding another 30 inches to that yeah that's just so crazy yeah and because my front window, it is just it. slightly smaller than my front window. And my front window is like seven feet. Yeah, actually, that could probably fit in my window. <laughs> okay. That'd be a great thing to do during the summertime. That would keep that hot. Oh, no. Mm, probably fry the back would, of it. Yeah. yeah, your TV would get hot. That's true. Okay. Well, anyway, mutual shows. Okay. Well, unfortunately, the only mutual show that I know of right now is Percy Jackson episode, or Percy Jackson, and I've only seen up, up to episode three. Oh, uh, no. Which is, I think, actually, unless something just land, dropped. On Friday. On Friday, okay. Yeah, I've I've uh, been pretty pretty busy with projects and stuff this last week. So. Yeah, yeah. I can see that by all your watching. Um Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, anyway, the fourth episode is a new episode. Okay. I mean, a new episode that we haven't seen in a movie, a previous movie. Okay. Awesome. Great. Yeah. Uh, this one, they're on a train mm-hmm. and another one of those terrible people's trying to get to them. And, um, uh, they end up in, uh, St. Louis and in the arch. Of the art, you know. The, so, mm-hmm. so, and, and but you know, they're they're fun episodes. Well, I I certainly like number three, and and actually, it's one of those things where like the 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 further I got from it, time wise, the more I was thinking about it, and and the more that I do that, the more that I know that I liked something, or at least it left an impression on me. So I'm looking forward to to more. So I'll probably try to watch that tonight. Okay, so then into my week. <clears throat> um, this week, like I said, uh, it's been mostly projects and stuff, including putting away Christmas. Um, Mom uh, actually uh, was a huge help. My knee had, was really messed up this week to the point I could barely walk on it. And I was having to put like um, lidocaine patches and stuff like that just to get around um thankfully it's doing a lot better now um but because of that uh mom helped me and we had like within about three hours we had christmas completely put away put in the closet and 
and everything. So part of me is always a little sad about it. And then for a while, part of me really enjoys the nice wide open space reclaimed as well. So, yeah, well, that, and that's the the thing I always like, cause you, as, as anybody that knows me knows that Christmas comes down the 26th mm. and uh, because I like a nice clean house for new year's. Yeah. So that, that was the nice thing. The, uh, the maid came mm. uh, two days before new year's Eve. So the house is all clean and nice. And so the tree was gone. I can't wait till she sees this TV though. Yeah. She's probably... Scare the hell out of her. Yeah. Poor little thing. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, there's something really nice about putting away Christmas because after you do you, you, everything's kind of clean for the new year. Yeah. And, and but That's for right. us, it's uh, usually like, right after new year's there have been a couple of years where i'm just like okay i need to things need to be put away but uh usually i will leave stuff up until just after new year but <clears throat> so did that um clint uh, uh and uh, our friend seaman um decided that they wanted to go axe throwing there's an axe throwing place that is right across from where we have happy hour and um, have dinner sometimes uh, downtown. Well, honestly, I think an axe throwing place in the gay district is a very dangerous thing. I know, right? But uh, it was there and uh, he wanted to do it. It was $15 per person for half an hour. To throw an axe. Yeah. And then... Uh, one person got a beer, one person got a, a non-alcoholic beer, and I got a Mountain Dew. And then we threw axes for did they, a little over did they half have food? an hour. Nope. Ugh, so for a little over half an hour, we, we threw axes. There were some pinball machines. Actually, I will say it's a really nice place, and it's a really good setup. And uh, But I got one. I got my my axe stick one time in the one point thing, and I took it. They uh, Clint got like eighty, um, Seaman got like sixty, and I just kept hitting that. <laughs> hey, blump! Axe fall to the ground. Blump! Axe fall to the ground. So I took my one point, and I was happy. Uh, so there there was that, and then. So I had to go to the doctor today, and uh, I have not been actually to the uh, doctor doctor in person for about a year and a half. So I I got in, and I I basically had to be told that I had an abnormal result in uh, a class, uh, colon test thing. So I have to go in for the big colonoscopy thing in February um not yeah i know you love it because you're a big whore bottom anyway but uh <laughs> hey there's oh, nothing oh, wrong with that okay. whore bottoms are 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 wonderful and speaking of that can i tell you one thing hold on to that thought uh not the whole whore bottom but your your bottom um uh did you, you didn't watch andy and uh anderson on new year's right um the only part i saw was the cat bar clip okay well, he uh, um, a- Andy 
and uh, they had Bo and Yang and some other guy on on with them. And at one point, Andy goes, Anderson's just a party bottom. You know, you just pass him around. Um, oh, wow. On TV. And and it was like, <clears throat> so hilarious. So yeah, that's funny, though. Yeah. Wow. So, so yeah. He so, might find himself I'm not in, not What? What's that? I'm just not insulted when you call me a, a whore bottom. Oh, you shouldn't be insulted. You should own it. Sounds like you're shaming. No, not at all. I'm not shaming. I'm probably a little jealous because if I were that, I would probably be more fine with this. But I'm not. I'm not at at all. Uh, anyway, so oh, another have- thing was today he's telling me about this, and I asked the guy. I, I said, "So you you know with your cute doctor, did with you him. let him? Did he give you a uh, you know like a prostate exam?" And he's like, "No." And I wouldn't like that. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh I'd my like God. To give him a you are missing out on all the good things in life. I'd give it to him. Anyway, so yes, I have a new doctor, and he is a gay doctor, and he is a hot doctor, and he is a body positive, non shaming. Uh, took half an hour to just sit and talk and catch up on everything and tell me how my other doctor was old school and like I told I told him I said you know my the other doctor that I had I came in and sat down and he didn't ask me any questions or anything I was ready and and wanted to put me on a CPAP machine and he kind of chuckled he said yeah he was very old school that's not me let's find out who you are and what you need and so yeah I was just I was very impressed and I if I if it weren't for the fucking colonoscopy thing, the rest of the visit would have been great. I would have skipped out of there and probably gone home and touched myself thinking about him. <sighs> He's a lovely man. Lovely, lovely man. Anyway, all right, moving on from that, however, um, I did manage to watch, I don't know, like maybe four shows. Uh, I watched The Floor with Rob Lowe. Um, the new it's on Hulu. I don't know where it's originally from, but it's on Fox. Hulu. You want to watch it? Fox. Okay, Thanks. that figures. Anyway, um, I I liked it. I've only seen one episode so far, but there's I, only I, one episode. What? Okay, there has oh, been. Good. And I I had to fast forward, you know, click the ten seconds forward through all the bullshit talking because it was like forty minutes of talking and twenty minutes of actually actual gameplay. Um, but I liked the gameplay. I liked the game. Um, and I like Rob Lowe. I thought he did a really good job with it. And um, I think he's still adorable. I just do. Hmm. Well, do I, thought, I thought the show was, um, I mean, it's just a trivia game. Yeah. Uh, but what they did, they start off with, I think it was 81 people. Um, yes, it was 81, nine okay. by nine, uh, 81 people on a checkerboard mm-hmm. and, uh, and then numbers, you know, all the computer picks, who's going to be the first person to play this kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the light comes on underneath you and it's your turn. It felt an awful lot like Fox's, um, trivia game to try to grab a hold of the, um, um, uh, squid game kind of feel huh okay yeah i can definitely see that especially with but, the, num- the number of 
Fantastic. But what sucked was you got 81 people, and at the end of the game, you've only had three or four games. Exactly. And that's Nothing why happened. I was annoyed because they spent way too much talking to everybody. I'm like, get 10, you know, 20 seconds of facts and then play the game. I, I, you know, what I'm just thinking, okay, if you don't get called on, uh-huh. you could, you could be, you could put that on your resume that I was, I was a um, reoccurring character in a uh, TV series. Mm, that's true. Because I mean, if you're one of the 81 that stays oh. on, let's say, I don't know how long this thing is supposed to run, I guess until they have a winner, that's the length of the, yeah. the, uh, the, the season, I guess. Cause I don't right. know what, the, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh-uh. And I'm thinking, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be standing on this fucking checkerboard for 10 weeks until uh, I get called on. That's what I thought too. Can I get a oh, chair? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Other, anyway. I mean, but, but the, the trivia game was fine. Yeah. You know, it's I, like, I actually, I really liked the way it was set up. Like I dog, liked breeds, dog breeds. Did you get all your dog breeds? No, I actually missed a couple, but I think it was just because, you know, brain fart, but they were. Yeah, there was a couple that I didn't pick up on. Yeah, I mean, if, if they're faster than you are, then uh-huh. you know. But you know, were... like, yeah, I knew that was I knew that was a pit bull. I knew that was a uh-huh. poodle. Um, uh, yeah, I think I got all the dogs in my head. I knew what all the dogs who all of the dogs were. Right. There may have been one that I didn't know, and I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was the uh, oddly enough, it was the Chihuahua. Oh. Because it looked more like um, a, um, oh, what are they called? The uh, it looked more like uh, uh, the little fluffy dogs, little tiny ones, and the hair just sticks straight out. Pomeranian, yeah. more like a pomeranian to me. Now, see, that was when the when the pomeranian came up. I was like, oh god, I know it, I know it, I know, it. but I couldn't get it out. Of course, neither could he at first either. <laughs> but. Um... Anyway, I think I think it's a fun show, but they've got to play more game and do less of the getting to know you shit. It just or it's going to go. Okay, so I ended up not knowing I didn't feel like really watching anything and I had about two hours. So I ended up watching some uh, Top Chef Denver, which is now on Netflix. And yes, it's reruns from several years ago, but it was still like you long enough you forget what happens and what they make and stuff and it, it was it was fun it was nice to just watch it um and then i did watch two movies i watched the book club which is the one of course with uh jane fonda and mary steenburgen and candace bergen and diane keaton and i remember them all and also the men there was their very famous men counterparts too anyway i re- i liked the first one I mean, it was kind of slow in certain places. It seemed more like it was a TV show that they just made a movie into or into a movie. But um, I enjoyed it. And then I watched the book club, the next chapter. And after about half an hour, I said, you know, I need to go do something else for now. And then I went back to it last night, finished it out. It wasn't as good as the first one, but it was still fun. I like seeing them, the uh, the actresses, and I like Candace Bergen a lot. 
So even though she ends up kind of playing the same Murphy Brown character over and over, she's good at it. So who cares? It's like B. Arthur. B. Arthur did B. Arthur really well. Just go with it and enjoy it. Um, I did want to mention that yeah. you know, people are probably thinking, well, Tom, why aren't you talking about RuPaul's Drag Race? Well, uh, the reason I'm not is because uh, MTV or Paramount or somebody, I don't know who, has decided that um, it's not going to show up on streaming until the season's over. What? Now, if I remember correctly, and I do, um, the reason to get Paramount Plus is unlimited RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Uh Uh-huh. It was always going to be there and sometimes exclusively there. Uh-huh. Um, and, and yeah, so seriously, just what I want to do, watch the season after I know who wins for the first time. I mean, I could go back and watch the season, and that's fine if I've already seen the season. But to uh, to hope and pray that I don't see who's being eliminated weekly on Twitter or Facebook or one Good. of the uh, social media sites mm-hmm. or – have you know uh, my friends talk about it on Facebook? Uh huh. Because you know our friends will. Yes, and and so it's I'm I'm pissed. It's like why am I taking Paramount Plus? Because it was supposed to be for RuPaul's Drag Race was one of the things, one of the main reasons. And and that's and you know and then I got rid of cable because oh I got everything there that I could possibly need. You know on Paramount, Peacock, uh, Max, Disney, all of it. Everything I want is there. Well, except for RuPaul's Drag Race, which I can't see until April. Yeah, uh, that, I, that's a really bad move. That yeah, and, I just, and I also, know. also, I looked it up. You know, if you buy the season, uh huh, it's twenty five dollars for the season. And if you want to see uncut, I mean, untucked, uh-huh. at, you know, the half hour show yeah. afterwards, it's twenty dollars. No. Yeah. No. So, so I I I've been uh, blasting um, everybody associated with the show on Twitter. Well, you got to do you, but no, that's that's not that's not the way to do that. That that is fucked up. I mean, and I I don't know. I don't understand that. That's a bad model. I mean, even if it's show me show me the show. It plays on Friday on MTV. Saturday, I can watch it on, you know. Absolutely, Paramount. that's fine. I, I, I mean, yeah. it's stupid, but it's fine. Last year, we, I would get up on Fridays, and the episode was already on Paramount Plus. Right. The the new episode on mm-hmm. the, before it even aired on MTV, it had already you know was available on Paramount Plus. It's just you can't. You, this is not good, and you have angered the gays. So I just want to let everyone know. They have angered the gays. Okay. Well, yeah, but I, I just, I don't understand that. Oh, well, whatever. Moving on. So, um, okay, so, uh, yeah, so I watched the book club stuff, and actually that was kind of it. I, I really haven't had a chance to watch much of anything because I've just been trying to do projects around the house. So, Okay. Advice. This one comes from Ask Someone Else's Mom, and I am going to paraphrase this because it's actually rather long and it really needed someone to edit it. 
or they just needed to have the space. But anyway, here we go. Up until about five years ago, when my husband and I moved about 600 miles away from the town I grew up in, my best friend from childhood was the person I was closest to, besides my own mother and my husband. Uh, we shared everything, uh, went through everything together, helped support each other through more than I can even begin to remember. I guess it was probably because we both got busy with our lives. We drifted away or uh, we haven't been in close contact and uh, we send each other birthday and holiday messages and talk once or twice a year. I know the lack of constant contact is as much on me as her, but when I found out that uh, for my mom that she ended her marriage and moved in with a woman she met through a mutual friend, I was devastated because she never reached out to me to tell me that she had ended her marriage and started a new life with someone she cares about. We went through so much together when we were growing up and teenagers and into our adult lives and started families. Uh, both of us went through tragedies, high school, lost our parents, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay. I'm sure she and her family went through tough times of divorce. Had I known about them, I would have been there for her as, uh, my, as, she's my oldest friend um but she never reached out and even through birthday messages and the last time we talked uh she never mentioned anything so do you think i should contact her and let her know about some of what's been happening no let her know i know about some of what's happening in her life or do you think that for some reason she doesn't want me to know and i should just let our friendship kind of die i didn't know I say reach out, and you don't need to necessarily say, I know everything that's been going on. Why didn't you tell me? But, like, reach out. If you really care about this person, you need to make an effort to reach out more and rekindle, you know, your close bond. Unless she makes it clear from that, you know, she's not really interested in that anymore. If she's not interested, let her go. Otherwise... You need to pick up phone and email and text just as much as him, she does. What What do you say? You're muted, dear. Or, you know, to also say, um, have you been um, uh, in the past, have you said discouraging things about gay and lesbian people? Maybe that's why she didn't tell you. Oh, that's kind of, interesting. Yeah, because it doesn't say whether this person is gay or not. Yeah, look in the mirror and say, why did you think that? Yeah. You know, I mean, why why wouldn't she why why wouldn't she come come out to you? I mean I mean if she hasn't mm -hmm. come out now, why not? Yeah, because it, it says that they both have kids that are about the same age and et cetera, et cetera. So Well and, and think about think think about the people who you don't come out to. Yeah. Why don't you come out to them? Well, because they don't want to know. Because they said the things that they said in the past have proved that they don't want to know. I can think of a lot of people that I don't talk about any of this to. Actually, surprisingly, my mother-in-law uh, is one of those people uh, that doesn't want to talk about it. So her, uh, that's why her bringing it up was shocking. Yeah. So, so you know, if if you if you've made a point in the past, you're probably the problem. I'm sure that you are the problem from 
you know, you're writing this from your point of view as an angel, but you know, I'm just, you know, it's no, that's, just, that's a really good, that's a really good point. Yeah. That, that's what I would be questioning. Hmm. Interesting. Because I, I can talk to friends that I'm distant, you know, I'm, I don't see on a regular basis because let's face it. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see you in person for a year and a half. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Uh, you know, and, uh, and so, you know, things happen, but you know, mm-hmm. we can still talk and communicate. Right. Unless I know not to bring up something that upsets you mm. or I know not to bring up something that I have, personally not told you about because you're going to insult me without even knowing that you are yeah and see there there's that yeah yeah sorry go ahead okay so yeah no that's a really good point though um okay so uh dear okay so someone else's mom writes back and says it's not all not at all uncommon for even formerly close friends to drift apart Eventually, uh, when divided by time and physical distance, when her world was changing, your old friend may have felt like she no longer needed to bring you into her confidence, especially if she had a good local support network. It's possible by that point she'd simply lost the habit of leaning heavily on you. I can see no reason why you can't reach out to her now that you've been through... uh, She's been through such major life changes. Once you reestablish contact, it'll be up to her to decide what details of her life she chooses to share with you. None of this necessarily means your friendship is at an end. It's quite possible it's just settling into a different phase. That's good, too. But I don't know. I think you might be onto something. Yeah, I, I don't think she's touched onto that. And, because... Uh... Switching from a husband to a woman and then not saying anything, that is a key right there. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. I, I, yeah, I can think a lot of times where I've done that. Yeah. Where I said, you know, or you say my spouse. I've actually said my wife before mm-hmm. just to make it easier. Huh. I don't know. I, I have uh, gotten out of a couple tricky situations by saying that one of my friends was my boyfriend. Um, but that was like once or twice when, before I learned that I can say no, thank you and mean it. I don't need a reason. If I say no, thank you, it means no, thank you. Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Moving on. Hey, Timothy writes in and says, Hey, Chubbs. If you couldn't play your, if you couldn't play yourself in a biopic, what actor would you cast for the part? Definitely Matt Damon. Uh, you just have to pack on some weight, you know. Well, no, yeah. I, think about it. You know, uh, uh, Brandon Brandon Fraser did it and won an Oscar, so uh, that's true. That's very. Um, I would probably. I mean, just so that I mean, it's the closest. I think to who I look like anyway, I would probably go for Brad Pitt. Hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, he looks a little older than you do though, but yeah, well, yeah. It, it happens. But, yeah. No, it, it would have to be one of the, the good ones who loves to do the, the good character parts, you know, but uh, I don't yeah, know. I, I think Matt could do a good job. 
Yeah. Yeah. Unless you, you except you know you would possibly be known as well. Do you have as many moles as Matt Damon does? I knew you were going to go there. You just can't talk about Matt Damon without you talking about his moles. I would connect the dots with my tongue on that man. Just so there you go. Anyway, different. I would prefer you, Tom. Tom, uh, (laughs) is it Tom Goss? Oh, Tom Goss. Oh, girl. Well, see, he could play you because you know then because he can also he has musical talent, so he could do that part of your personality as well. <laughs> uh, he could do any part of my personality. He's he's a nice guy. Um, anyway, all right, moving on from that. Hey, Chubbs, if you could break a world record, uh, what would you choose? And this, of course, comes from our Timothy. And uh, Timothy, by the way, step up with some more questions. <laughs> It's because uh, we're out and you ask really good ones. So I'd love to have some more from you. Um, but yeah, world record. What do you think? Um, probably uh, something that I make being considered the best, like my lasagna, mm-hmm. you know, lasagna contest. Mine would be chosen as the best lasagna ever of all times, which it has been already in the past uh, on a more you know, local social kind of situation. Right. Uh, but yeah, I mean, something worldwide, you know, a world record. Yeah. That that's because it's certainly not going to be um, running, jumping or, uh, you know, uh, uh, squats, you know, no, no sit-ups for me. Yeah. 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 I, I get that. Um, no, uh, I think mine would probably be for uh most uh most books ever sold in one day most copy most copies of a book that i wrote sold in one day i mean you know like the most of any book that's ever been sold just in one day that would be great especially if i actually got decent money for it you know what uh my no i'm not going to go into that all right moving on um time for what's in your lunchbox well we had uh mr phoenix dave he wrote in and said something here he goes so uh he says uh, so hubby and i decided to go somewhere different for lunch he drove around and ended up we drove around and ended up at twin peaks bar and restaurant little did we know uh it was a different version of hooters Wow. Uh, The food was pretty good, although the waitress knew instantly that we were not there for the peaks. (laughs) I had many, many uh, beef tacos, which were good and spicy. Uh, Scott had grilled trio of chicken, shrimp, and fish, uh, settled with a side of French. Rice. Yeah, oh, okay, french fries. Huh. Wow. Well, first of all, the the grease on the bottom of the, the uh-huh. thing yeah. makes my mouth water, okay? I know, yeah. And, and, and these are, yeah, he's vegan, right? Uh, no, not Phoenix Dave. I don't think so. Okay, okay. Um, well, good, because he did say beef tacos. So, mm. um, yeah, because there's nothing like greasy... Tacos. I, I'm sorry. It's just 
Um, I got used to it with uh, uh, gym boys. Ah, uh, okay. It's like you know, I used we used to eat gym boys, and you're eating the taco, and then this, and then all of a sudden you realize there's a line of grease uh -huh. ripping yeah. off your elbow. Yep. And uh, and that's why you don't wear long sleeve shirts when you uh, <laughs> are jackets or anything when you're doing that. I thing. always end up wrapping a napkin around the bottom. And then I just see chili, and I see uh, um, some sour cream, and it's like, yeah, I don't need none of that. That yeah. bullshit lettuce crap. Just, uh, I agree. That, that looks really. That taco looks great, and and uh, those fries look really good too. Yeah, it, it's funny because the fries stand out because the fish, chicken, and and uh, shrimp they all look the same. They're the same color. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the 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 just the fries coming just like boom in my face. So mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, that I mean I I would take either of those. Oh. And what's the name of this place again? Uh, it is Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Ooh, okay. Get it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thank you, Mr. Phoenix Dave. And also, Mr. Moose broke in and said baked apple pie, crumb topping with walnuts. Haven't tried it yet. Just out of the oven. Oh, look how pretty his... I know. The crust is. Yeah. Mm. That's a nice... Uh, yeah. Um, and walnuts. Uh, Friday night is pizza night. Everything pizza. Oh, I want one. Uh, okay. Um, Southern tradition calls for black-eyed peas and cooked greens for a new year. I slow cook the beans with country ham. Tasted pretty good. I don't cook greens. They stink. Don't like them either. Tonight, serve the peas with catfish. Almost made cornbread. The cornbread was delicious. Had corn, sour cream, honey in there, really moist, brushed butter on top. Oh, sir. Yeah, I, I made uh, split pea soup um, after after, after uh, Christmas. Well, actually, yeah. I think I made it. It ended up being for the day after New Year's. And um, uh, it was really good. Uh, um Sean, actually, he hates, for some reason, split pea soup because he doesn't like deliciousness. So um, uh, so I ended up eating a lot of split pea soup, but it was always good. Um, yeah. Uh, but, you know, we don't get enough uh, catfish here in this yeah, area. Yeah, that's true. I am. Um, I don't like split pea soup either. But here's the here's the thing actually i can say that if i make the split pea soup and add the butter and stuff that i like to it i i like it but when i was a kid and uh here we go when i was homeless uh we used to have to go to churches and they would hand out great big bags of just broken up pea mush and then my grandmother would get a big old ham hock and she'd cook up this stuff and it was the most bland, sticky, lumpy, gross, blah, with a chunk of icky fat in the middle. <laughs> I hated it. And I've always hated split pea soup ever since until about a year or two ago when I said, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to make it myself and I'm going to add my stuff to it. And mother and I both agreed that it was it was really good, but I'm saying mother and I, you sound so much like uh, you're from Psycho. 
mother and I did this. It's mother like, and I did that. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's kind of my taste tester because, like, if she likes it, then I know it's good because she's a little finicky with some stuff. Yeah, I know what it's like living with somebody that's finicky. Right. Yeah. I mean, the boy doesn't like cake. What the, is that about? Oh, I, I made. Um. Uh. He'd never had a patty melt before. I. I don't think. Oh. Uh, so I made patty melts, and now it's 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 on the rotation now. Huh. That's really good. All right. Golden Rule Services want you to know about an important tool in preventing you from contracting HIV. PrEP is a medication proven to be 99% effective when preventing HIV in preventing HIV infection. To learn more about PrEP, visit sacgrs.org. Find Tom's other podcast at swannerandjud.com. Find my books at justkisstheguy.com. Find all our links at allmylinks.com slash chubs gone wild. And give us a call at 408-69-CHUBS. Yay. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in and uh, joining us for another amazing episode. Remember, we will not be here next week because Tom is leaving us for a while to go support his husband in in Las Vegas. Yes. I'm going to be sitting in the cold at a a softball field when it's like under 40 degrees. Yay. Vegas. Yes. Well, you know what? The things that we do for those we love. The people yeah. we do for those we love. That's a whole yeah, nother podcast. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you next week. Or, well, two weeks from now. All right. Bye. A network of inclusion. Univospods.net. This show is part of the Pride 48 Network. This has been a, for fuck's sake, production.